had you, kids. You had me too. I wish I knew how to quit you. Mm, and your speeding's so weak. There's no place like home. I'm going to make them an offer down with you. So, Abe, it looks like we're back. Yes. That's it? I'm waiting for you to have a witty response or something. Are we going to talk about the tragedy of... Darth Plagueis the Wise? Of of Monday. Monday? Yeah, I am. I'll explain that in a second. Cue the music. Right, welcome to Gone with the Wind, the show about award shows. We talk about you guessed it, award shows. Today it is merely a slow panel, and this by a slow panel, I mean it's basically me and Abe today. Like we had, uh, well, last week we had me, Abe, and Dan. But you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute, y'all recorded last week? You didn't drop an episode. Well, there's a reason. <laughs> um, we did record an episode. Well, kind of. Um, oh, by the way, Abe is here. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Say hi, Abe. Hello. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. Abe, uh, you were there. You were present for the tragedy tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Mm -hmm. For the tragedy of Macbeth? No, the tragedy of Monday, as you said. That was sad. Okay, let me give you you all a heads up. First off, again, hello. Manning, Franks, Abe, we are all here to talk, by all of us, the two of us, to talk about... um, really a slow news week when it comes to anything in relation to the Oscars. So what we're going to do is we're going to dive deep into uh, the best picture race as we see it so far. Um, last week, we kind of, we talked about that last week too, though, didn't we, Abe? We did, Manny. We actually did a full-on discussion about the best picture uh, possibilities to not call it front runners right now. And you forgot to record. I was going to drop that bomb first, but yes, Abe is correct. Um, Abe, I want to apologize again. I forgot to hit the record button. So, um, yeah, it was not a great week, shall we say. Abe, any words you have um, about the tragedy that occurred last Monday when I just was like, I just gave up and we're, we're just, we just wrapped up right then when I found out we didn't record? I didn't hear half of the discussion last Monday. I was just trying to give my thoughts because I just only heard words. Uh, because my internet was sucking. Your internet was going really bad was, last week. Was yes, but right now it's good, so we should have a good episode to do. Oh well, part of an episode or segment. Um, but anyway, so we're gonna kind of good dive into the state of the best picture race. We're kind of finally getting into that Oscar season as we get into October. But before I do that, I want to talk probe, shall we say? Abe, you have seen No Time to Die. I have many. So, can you quickly, without giving any spoilers, um, we're going to do a deep dive again about No Time to Die, um, the quality of its of, of the film, and as well as its Oscar chances next week. So, I want to hear your initial thoughts on No Time to Die. Give us that hard-hitting news, because you were able to see it because, of course, it is not released in the U.S. yet, but it is some other places. Uh, you know, I didn't watch No Time to Die, but I miss Venom, because that opens next week. And I saw Venom. So we're even. But uh, I don't. I don't want to go into a deep on discussion because I think we we can bounce back. But I just want to say I really liked it. I think it's a really good send up for Danny Craig and something's come full circle. And you know, I think the most important thing for any film for me personally 
first that it has to make me feel something but secondly that i have to be entertained and i was highly entertained and engaged by it because it's an a two hour and 43 minute movie probably 235 you take out the credits usually it's seven to eight minutes it's long and i was not looking at the main clock that many times because i'm gonna tell you something i watched some crap this year that I was out of it, 20 minutes in, and just waiting the other 60 to 70 to Oof. 90 to end. But I, that's that's the most important thing for me for that film. Or then the emotional notes, and I think the the action and everything. You know, I, I think I've said it before, but I just think that James Bond are the closest thing we get to an epics this year. Like, what do you mean? Like, we don't get these grand films anymore that are not fully of CGI and stuff. Like these movies are made like two hundred and fifty million, and they don't, and they look two hundred and fifty million dollars. Like you know, some movies cost that, and they do they not do. look like that. And I'm gonna tell you something. This movie looks so good that when there's CGI, it's not that it's bad. It's that they do things in the real way that it the CGI looks just looks off a little bit. It's kind of weird. It's not bad. It's not. It's not like oh, this CGI sucks. You can tell it just, it's CGI. Yeah, you can tell because there's so many. Uh, practical effects sets that are real like are practical and you oh, see nice. it like you notice it right away so that's some, so something that's from the film but overall I really enjoyed it I don't know where I put it in the Daniel Craig I said to myself after going on I, I need to watch Casino Royale well Casino Royale is number one and nothing will ever move it and if it does but. it's probably the greatest move of all time well that's a statement but yeah but like you know Casino Royale Skyfall 1, 2 yeah uh, I don't know if where I would put this to Skyfall because they're different movies. Like one is a send up, the other one is like a a super action that has some emotional load. But this one has this one has a really personal story, and you can tell that. Well, I'm going full on review, but you can tell they <laughs> wanted to tell. Uh, I mean, it's gonna sound weird, but you like you know, uh, they wanted to tell a Bond story, like Bond as a character, because Daniel Craig does get a moments like emotional moments to to have in the film and there's mm. some scenes that he's alone and he just takes over the screen which I really enjoyed but overall I think it's a really 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 good movie I will put it you know I don't know I I, I want to watch it again with a better audio because my cinema didn't have that good of an audio that I want to watch it again but from what I got like it was pretty damn fine so I beg so the question cool. to you you said you didn't have to look at your watch a lot because the biggest criticism i've heard is that it's too long that's literally the biggest criticism that i've heard about the movie uh do you said do you think they could have trimmed anything out no i think they could have tightened up the script at all well not right now i i didn't thought about that like i haven't thought about that i think they should have add some stuff like i i think there's oh, wow. something missing as both certain characters that i don't want to talk about right now but I think they should have add some stuff. Okay. Probably you can trim it out. Like every film you can trim it out more to have a different. But I don't think I, like time. the time was not a problem for me at all. Okay. I was just curious about that because that's the biggest complaint that I've heard about this. But now I'm so excited. I see it this Wednesday, 7 o'clock. I got my IMAX tickets. Um, so that's going to be exciting. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, and I also saw Venom. And uh, that was a movie. I, 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 I'm, I was did not like the first Venom, and I don't like this Venom. I just I love Tom Hardy and Venom and their relationship. They're the most interesting 
and genuinely funny part of the movie. But I just I just could not get on board with the world. It's 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 supposed to be campy, I know, but that camp is not something I ever bought into or ever really cared about. It's just not my cup of tea. And I see if some people like it, I totally get it. But I was just like, this is a mess, and they are rushing through this entire thing. And granted, it's kind of supposed to be. It's they're very aware of what they are. But I just wasn't as entertained as I wanted to be. Even the action wasn't as good as I was hoping that it would be. It was kind of muddled in some points, surprisingly. Um, but it was it's fine. Tom Hardy and Venom, because I'll call him Venom. They're two entities, obviously, were the best part. And they stole the movie. Uh, Woody Harrelson as Carnage <laughs> did not really... He he was hamming it up. Everyone there knew what movie they were in, and they were hamming it up for the screen, and I appreciate that. I really respect that. I just couldn't really get on board with most of the film. So it wasn't for me, and that's okay. I can definitely tell this has an audience, but Venom, Let There Be Carnage, is not for Manning. Maybe I asked the question to you. Yes, please. <clears throat> so I asked you the question, am I a film snob for not liking Venom, Let There Be Carnage? Look, Manning, I'm going to tell you a story. When I went to fight, watch yes. the first Venom, I fall asleep. <laughs> I didn't know that. And I haven't watched it. That's awesome. So, I mean, I watched a good percentage of the film, but I lost like I was lost at the middle bit, and I was like, "Well, it's one of those films that I fall asleep into." Because I fall asleep several films. I don't know what it is, but I think it's my age now. After twenty, it's not Your the same. Age. Oh, yes. Lord. Yes. I'm 24, you, you my tired. knees hurt, and my back hurts. Oh, well, mm, I feel that on a personal level. I think that happens when after you after you graduate college, around the 21-year mark, that's when things start to go downhill. <laughs> so, no, but, I, uh, no, I don't think so. Like, I don't thought the ben- the first Venom was, like, the great, well, the 80%, 70% I watched of the first Venom. That was, like, the greatest film. For- I, think, I think there's a, I think there's, I was excited for Under Circus, but seeing the reviews, like same. he just took the same, the same approach that it worked, and it worked because it just opened with ninety million, so people are yeah, interested I, in the character. They so like not, it. No, nothing against it, but I, I think they, I think they could explore other things with the film, like even if you're gonna have that back and forth between circuit between Venom and, and Eddie. Uh, I think they can explore different things, but I want to watch the film. I'm I'm looking forward to it. That's what. I, like I'm not uber no. excited, but I, I I'm looking forward to watch. I want to see what they. Play. Yeah, I'm excited. For, I'm I'm excited to see where they take the character because I just like Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock and the kind of weird stuff he does. Um, so I like Venom as a character. I love Venom as a character. So yeah, the Lethal Protector is something I'm definitely in, interested in. Especially with where they, you know, are you definitely, after that mid-scene, I'm excited where they're going to take Venom. All I'm going to say. I'm excited about his prospects as, as a character. So... Yeah, we're going to do a quick review of some of the main movies that we've seen this week because we're going to get into the best picture discussion. So... I want to pose one question first before we uh, get into our list that we have so far for very early, very, very early, don't hold us to it predictions. Abe, is there a chance that Daniel Craig in his final outing can get anything above the line for No Time to Die, specifically that of Best Picture? At Best Picture, look... 
I haven't watched any of the films we're hyping up. Well, pretty much, yeah. Let me see my Twitter. Yeah, I have not watched. Well, I watched Coda, which I think it's better than Coda. Like, like, uh, that No Time to Die is better than film. But do I see it getting a nomination for best? I would like to see it. I don't. I don't know if in a different film. It depends what comes out. What I see for the potential, I I do think visual effects, considered we didn't have many blockbusters of any film like that, uh, mm. will get a nomination definitely. Uh, I think the sound categories are there, like the, well the sound category right now. Sound. Or, I about to say sound. just sound. The sound category. I really like Hansimer score. I thought it was pretty great. Like the way the music was. Okay. Like, yeah, the music was good. And but does he make it in for this or Dune? I don't know. I I I haven't heard Dune. Like I don't I don't hear scores or music. I don't like to do either, but it was recommended to me. And if the trailer was as baller as the music, I listened to it. The Dune soundtrack is fantastic. All I want to say, but I only listened to one. So go ahead, Abe. Sorry. Uh, but if the field is not crowded and the movie makes a lot of money, I think that can help its prestige. Because it's, at the end, it's universal. And, well, in the last episode of Gone with the Wind that you will never hear, Dan mentioned, and well, well, I don't know if he mentioned it like that, but I like the point of view that he had that the studios probably are going to go to the most, well, the Oscars and Hollywood as a whole, like probably will go to the biggest films, and that's one that can can lean to. I think we still have to look out for some film. I still think, well, it's a hard note because it, uh, whatever you want to say, it's a Marvel film, but it has closed out directly, mm-hmm. I think, Eternals. Like, if Encanto can be a Toy Story 3, which is pretty damn hard, considering it's probably the greatest animated film of all time, or an off, which oh, is probably the second right there, one. But... Yeah, probably the second best animated film of all time. Well, it depends who you ask, right? But... All depends on who you ask. Yeah, but, like, if you can achieve those levels, that those those are those those are three that I think can. But if, if one of the films we were expecting disappoints, let's say House of Gucci... Uh, well, House of Gucci, Nightmare Alley, which are those that we have not seen. Like your speech, uh... Yeah, those that we haven't heard or seen. Don't look up. Don't look up. Don't look Don't up. Look. Yeah, so those are those are the if one of those faults. I can see. I can see. Just because they need to fill the te- <laughs> the tenth spot, the set, the eighth, and the ninth, and the tenth, from they what do. we're seeing. West Side Story. Yeah, so we there's many films. Maybe. So. Oh, there's so many films that can still fall off. I don't think I've ever seen in recent memory so many unseen films at this late in the juncture. Like, not even a festival. They're all still kind of being finished right now. Like, they're waiting until December. Yeah, the thing I think most of them have become is they're big studio films. There are. They're films that cost money. They're films that take. Like, House of Gucci was in production this year, early this year. So it makes they they haven't finished it. He wasn't so. Well, West Side Story is finished. I think if they wanted to push it, they could have start mm. showing it because then we was supposed to come out December last year. Uh, Nightmare Alley. I think that one. That one's probably finished because they started shooting when COVID hit. Then th- they stopped. Maybe they stopped production and then they went back into it. So I don't think they would just stop everything, you know? They probably edit all those cut footage that they had. 
they showed like a no, no, they didn't show a month. Like I think they showed like two weeks. So it's not a lot. Yeah, that's impressive. Because I remember Guillermo Toro saying there. Yeah, he was supposed to end production in May, and and they stopped it in March. So. I don't. I'm not sure. About wow, that's that's effective. That's incredibly effective to do it like that. Um, to get it done that fa- fast. Oh no, but I, I'm talking about 2020. <laughs> he was shooting last year. Wait, so you're saying he? Oh, uh, wait. So how long did he have to to film? Is the question? Is you're well, saying? Well, probably like three months. No, okay. Listen to. Me. Oh, okay. He started production like before weeks. COVID. The COVID situation started in the United States. Then it paused yes. production, and probably they were working on something. You know, like I don't think they will stop thing. I don't know visual effects, previous whatever. And then they took production again at the beginning mm-hmm. of this year. I think it was in January, where they began production again. Well, we start production. So, ah, uh, that's that's. What I was gonna say though is, so so then so then some of these are just be movies that were pushed back from COVID when when that stuff initially dropped that were maybe meant for last year. Like West Side Story, obviously meant for last year. Um, so. Don't Look Up and I think House of Gucci are the only two that are still being edited right now, right? Like, they're not finished. That we haven't watched? Yes. Right? Yes. Well, that people I think, have it. Like, Licorice Pizza's done, right? I think? Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure, because it comes out in November, right? Yeah, or is it December? that's probably done. Alright. These are all the Oscar contenders that are making their wide release. Um, and again, they could make a last-minute play, for all we know, to a film festival. Tick, tick, boom is going to be opening AFI. We don't know if anything else will be opening in AFI at this moment. Because um, AFI is, like, I think the last big film festival that's coming out. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that's it. But for December, all that we really have... Yeah, I know. Yeah, Licorice Pizza is in November... Uh, House of Gucci's in November? There is no way. They're not done. How is House of Gucci the 24th of November? I didn't know they were done. That's very surprising, honestly. I'm trying to find out the licorice. Um, but so far for December, we have... It's a white release. What I was going to say is that while you're looking at that, while you're looking at that, Licorice Pizza, I'm just on Wikipedia right now, uh, the 26th it looks to be the case. Um, I don't know if that is that is MGM. But the release date, uh, oh, sorry, it's, na- okay, limited, limited release November the 26th, nationwide December 25th on Christmas Day. What an interesting time for this to come out. So we have Licorice Pizza, we have Don't Look Up, we have West Side Story, we have Nightmare Alley, we have The Lost Daughter, don't forget that as well. And then we also have um, the tragedy of Macbeth, that'll also be coming out all in December. Tragedy of Macbeth it opens in theaters and then opens up on the seventeenth of January seventeenth, or seven. Yeah, so there is yeah. at least people got to see that. I'm just curious when they're going to start actually showing stuff like when are they going to start when when they going to start having previews for Licorice Pizza when they're going to have having reviews um, or screenings for House of Gucci don't look up are they waiting because they're not done are they waiting because it's not great i'm just curious as to why there is a wait 
money. Can I ask that question? Um, and it's something that has been on sure. my mind. Sure. Uh, it's another, like, same topic, different aspect. People are raving about okay. the power of dog, and they're labeling, like, the best picture. Yes. Uh, front runner right now from festivals and reception that people that have seen and the actor and then yes. champion the director and everything is it champion or campion 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 okay campion, campion. Add the same thing i'm just gonna say champion in spanish campion campion there you go okay uh so it's a part of dog i still do not think the netflix can break the best picture I still cannot think Netflix can win the best picture. I cannot see it. I cannot see the people from Hollywood doing that. And I don't see the power of Doug. As a, I see it as a contender. I don't really see it as a threat yeah. because of that aspect. Well, let's talk if with that segue. Let's talk about our list because I don't have... Because I have mine numbered. But I do not have... In the number one spot currently, I do not have Power of the Dogs number one. What do you have? Do we possibly know what that number one is? I don't have, I don't have power rankings. I don't have power rankings, so. I know you don't, but my current number one is Belfast. I just think Belfast is the current frontrunner at the moment, mainly because of its kind of rapturous praise it has received with most prognosticators and critics that saw it praised this as not only a great movie and a very feel-good movie, but it was a really consensus, like, this is a good movie. This can definitely win the Oscar. This has the potential to win the Oscar with the overdue nature of Kenneth Branagh, who has, in fact, never won an Oscar, as we've talked about before. But you couple that in with the fact that Belfast is a very accessible movie about a, an historical event, and it's a nice, lean, little plus over 90 minutes. This could actually go the distance with also the, the TIFF People's Choice Awards. Um... So I think Belfast is the front runner again. I don't expect it. It may not hold that status, um, but remember last year, Nomadland won the People's Choice Award. Uh, the year before that, I think it was Joker, or maybe that's two years. I can't remember. Um, regardless, again, as I did as I did a couple of weeks ago, there is a correlation between all of this, and Belfast is up there. I'm not saying it's going to win, but I'm saying it's. I think it's our front runner at the moment, just because it's not as divisive as the Power of the Dog was. That's my two cents. <laughs> no, but I, that, that's my only question about the power of the dog. Is that Netflix label that it's going to be put on all the films? Like, unless it's... A, well, Roma didn't win. Roma was super close, though. Like, I think it was genuinely close because it won the BAFTA that year and it won director. It won a good portion except picture because Green Book. I think it was two. I'm pretty confident that it was two. But Paris, I was able to do... But it's not that. That Netflix, that Netflix, as long as they label their films, unless it's the best movie of the year, like that, no question, like the best movie of the year that sometimes happens, I can see Netflix winning, like unanimously, for many lists. You know, sometimes there are films mm-hmm. that are just, it's just number one for a lot of people, the best movie, which is really weird, and I cannot recall one right now. But that's. Okay, so you mentioned Belfast. We took the power of the dog. I think we can go because I think power we have the dog. similar leaf. Dune. It's happening in three yes. weeks. It has Dina Villeneuve directing. People have been raving about it. Yes. From the Europe's. They have. And the other side of the Atlantic. The Europe. 
No, is it Atlantic? Yes, it's Atlantic. It's been, yeah, it's been doing really great numbers too at the foreign box office. Yes. So, I I see the technicals. I haven't. I mentioned James Bond earlier, but I haven't watched Zoom, so I cannot talk about the technical aspects of the film, which probably are going to be pretty fucking great because Danny Villeneuve really takes oh, yeah. care of that. Like as a director, like you can oh. see the attention to the talking to the. She is a. He is one of the most attention to detail directors that we currently have out there right now. Like he's someone who's very much like he's like the anti Clint Eastwood. I feel like where he's going to be the someone who's like make sure every little thing is in place. Uh, before they can like move on, because look at look at like a Blade Runner twenty forty nine or something like Arrival, everything was carefully placed. At least I feel like that to be the case, and I'm excited because yeah, you're right. Dune is something that could be our big blockbuster, or excuse me, I'm knocking on wood because nah, knock knock knock, because I don't expect I don't want to jinx it and say that it's a big blockbuster because I want it to do good at the box office, but I can't say it's a blockbuster until it actually is a blockbuster. Um, but yeah, you're right. Dune I think has those chops because it has the clout. It has the prestige, it has the great reviews, and it has the desire, which I think that they said, like, I think Warner Brothers said that they're going to do a second one. They've promised Denis Villeneuve, if, and if that as long as it also does... good in HBO Max on HBO It does good in HBO That's Max, but Vin, Denis... Yes, but I saw Denny being... But we, don't, we, don't, we never know what those numbers truly are. They're not going to say anything. They could easily be like, yeah, I did great. Go ahead and do it, Denny. Because they want to make him happy. Because they lost Christopher Nolan. I feel like they're going to do this to placate Denny to give him the second one. I don't think we're going to get anything after the second one. But that's just my two cents. Yeah, like, like... Just two, and that's it. Yeah, like... Uh, Warner Bros. is a director studio. They like to keep the directors. They like the Nolans. No, they do. They take care of Zack Snyder. I mean, he's on Netflix now. That's true. But he does... Uh, James Wan is probably the most highly regarded of all. Christopher Nolan True. was. Uh, well, I just think Nolan got too big for his britches. Yeah, well, Nolan wanted. As the saying goes. Yeah. But those, those Nolan are... was kind of was being a, a jerk. Not gonna lie. Sorry, that's my that's my opinion. He's being yeah. a he's, he was being a how do I say this kindly? He was being a stick in the mud considering everything that was been going on, and I just think he was. And I the deal that they had. I'm gonna go off on a rant real fast. The deal that he got with was Sony, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure it was Sony he signed with. Was it Sony or no? I think it's Universal. Is it Universal? Okay, that makes more sense actually. So. The, if you look at his demand and like nothing can go in between me for this amount and blah 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 and like I want to make sure I'm paid this much like listen I know you have the clout I know you have the energy I know you have the the um, uh, the prestige to your name but don't be a dick about it like I'm sorry like that's just what you did Christopher Nolan is dickish for all those other independent filmmakers out there I'm sorry it just seems greedy to me personally with everything you did especially that like window that you did Christopher Nolan. I'm sorry. I like your movies, but kind of deflate your head a little bit. Your ego's way too big. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that your movie tenant didn't do as well as you wanted to. We're in the middle of a pandemic, sir. Get over yourself. Ran over. <laughs> and here comes the Christopher Nolan fanboys. Come here. <laughs> I, I think directors are egotistical maniacs. And I think they have to be. Because if you're humble, how can you put your creative? Like you're having the control and everything. And sometimes you say, yeah, you don't have to be an asshole. But if we, if, if you give a studio a but lot of But there's a level of you can be, you know? 
Yes, and I, and I believe devil's advocate right here or lawyer, whatever you want to say, whatever. True. You call it. Please. But it's like uh, you give a studio a ton of money. You know the movie are gonna it's gonna make at least five hundred million because that was usually what Christopher Nolan's movie make it's up five hundred million. Usually, like yeah. Pass, like if they have a 150, 175 million budget, they know they're gonna get a return, more than likely. So it's hard to critique. Like when Denis Villeneuve was, I don't think. We, well, I don't think I was in the episode where he talked about it. But when Denis Villeneuve was talking about Dune, and his concerns with HBO Max, it's like I was like, of course he does. Why? Because as an artist, you want to portray to show you are the best way possible, and you have the right to choose the the way you want to present your art, and how yeah. and how and how you want to see it. Like, I bet you if you if you as a musician, how you want to play your you don't want it to be played on a compressed MP3 file, you want it to be shown like on a concert or something. Like if you have that option, of course there's other the ways to present films, but like it's the uh, it's like. Artists, in the majority of time, the greatest ones, usually they have really, really bad stories about their ego and everything. And it, and that's that that that's something yeah. we as a society, as a group, we have to pay if you wanna, if you wanna have a reaction to the art. If we appreciate the art, is something that comes from. And it's so it's a weird slippery slope, which people are right. You don't have to be an asshole. But when you're not an asshole, results usually are not the same. They usually are not. I want to say that's the case all the time. All like, the time. Of course. I, I think that, no, you're, but your statement to open with, as you were saying, about how, uh, like, directors are egotistical, egotistical maniacs some of the time. Yeah, I feel like they get too big for their britches, as I've said in the past, a nice, very southern phrase. Um, it's... It, it just I just I, I'm not saying you guys to not be a big creative force and kind of you know not not be a dick all the time but just like oh no you can say please like like you can say please thank you yeah say please you know common decency and especially okay I guess the biggest thing is I don't want any movies opening up near me which I get from a production standpoint but it's like you're really hurting other filmmakers by doing this and it's just it doesn't it's just to me it's way too over demanding i'm not saying hey can i make sure i get paid this amount that's negotiating that's how it works fine it's stuff like that that hurts other people is when you get into the idea of like why are you doing this but that's another discussion for another day at this point honestly but you great devil's advocate abe clap clap thank you i'm clapping lightly so my mic doesn't like peak so i don't i don't want to oh. host this show right now but i have to ask you i have another film which i think you have King Richard, Richard, Ricardo. Yeah, that's a good one to bring up. I think King Richard has a great, nice, secure space on this list, mainly because I think not only does it have really well-received reviews, I was equating it to The Blind Side originally, but it's gotten so much more favorable reviews other than just Will Smith's performance. So I personally think that Will Smith's going to bring this in because he's our front-runner for Best Actor, in my opinion. Um, and also because it looks like a good movie, um, personally, just from the reviews that I've seen out of the festivals. And I'm guessing you, you said you have it on there too, right? I do, and I think the the power lies on Will Smith because, well, he's Will Smith, and he's given a great performance from the reviews are saying. Yeah. Doesn't come on until a little, well, about almost two months. 
comes out what second week third week of november something like that uh so it's something i something like that i yeah. think it can well you know it has this i'm trying to remember a film that looks like it like has the same profile that may be a compar a good comparison but i cannot recall one right now uh but it, it has was myth from the reviews uh and the things people are saying it's probably gonna get picture i wouldn't be surprised if a film like that gets uh an ammunition for direct for for direct for uh screenplay probably a sporting actress i think i think uh i don't know who the actor yeah but she's getting he said no i don't her last name is Ellis. I know that to be the case, and she was on Lovecraft Country. I know that. Okay, with um, all respect to her, I'm going to her first butcher name. her name. Anjuanu, Anjuanu, Anjuan, Ellis, Anjanu, Miss Ellis. Yeah, we're gonna find that out. We'll we'll find that out. But it's nice to hear you try to do a name and maybe not get it right. <laughs> okay, so what she. Uh, and I think you know to per- sometimes two performances in a script and nomination may be enough for a best picture, and probably yeah, absolutely. That. So that's one I, I I think I think it's very lucky. unless you know a controversy happens with whatever was made or something, which I doubt because the guy takes care of his stuff so good on PR. He's probably one of the best PR actors on team PR t- PR team that there is. I totally doubt that. Listen. So just if the worst thing that he's done is the uh, remember that YouTube rewind joke where he's at the beginning he's like YouTube rewind oh he made that really weird sound do you remember that I don't know. Did you ever watch YouTube rewind? Sometimes I have. He has a YouTube channel and he does really yeah, he doesn't really some really interesting stuff we'll say sometimes and he was in YouTube rewind I'll put the clip right here. There you heard him and his weird laugh, so. <laughs> That's the most controversial thing I think he's done. But there's another film that we talked about um, that I know that we probably both have on our list, and that's Nightmare Alley. Am I correct? Correct, money. So why do you have Nightmare Alley on here if no one has seen it? Because uh, Guillermo del Toro. And Gabe Blanchett. He's won an Oscar. And Gabe Blanchett. Yes, she's won I an Oscar. I think that's enough. <laughs> that is a great combination. Don't forget, um, uh, Guillermo del Toro also teamed up with uh, Jessica Chastain and Tom Hiddleston and Mia Wachikowska and we got Crimson Peak. Not a bad film. I like Crimson Peak. I better say not a bad film, but not the Oscars cup of tea. Okay, but think about that. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's Fox, Fox Searchlight. I don't think they... I don't think... Uh, I think this is the only horse that Searchlight has in the race right now. Oh, like, is it? I'm gonna check. Because... It, it doesn't look like the French Dispatch is going to hit as they want no. to. No. I don't and think so either. No. Like, it's probably not going to happen. And I think that's why they released in December. They having a release strategy that is usually Oscar friendly, you would say. They're trying to release limited and then wide open. It's a, as I mentioned, it's a Guillermo Toro film. He's now part of the club of winning directors. Yes. He's part of the club, and when you're in the club, you rarely get out of the club, even if your name is Roman Polanski. Which, in that case, uh, good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's that's something that that I think I think I think the fuck it's searchlight, and it's been released in December, 
and El Toro, and I'm repeating myself. I think that's helps enough. Also, it's it looks technically flawless. It's pretty much every Del Toro film, so at least it's gonna get the below the line categories. So it's something that that it's important for. That. No, and I think that yeah, I think that also that King not King Richard. We talked about King Richard. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that something along the lines of a Nightmare Alley. If it hits well, I think the Academy is now diverse enough in the sense of they're going to be like, oh, hey, this is something that's interesting, different. It's not it's not a quote unquote like a Belfast or something, which is a lot more up the Academy's traditional alley. But Nightmare Alley, haha, get it? Wink, wink. You did that on purpose. You you did that on purpose. I cut it from like, I cut it with my eyes closed and ears plugged and everything. It's right up. It may not be right up there, alley, but it might be right up there, nightmare alley. <laughs> I have faith in the Academy for if it's a good if it's a good movie. I have faith in the Academy being like we're gonna nominate this because it's Guillermo del Toro. It's a, some great actors that they love that are already in there. It looks flawless, and if it's good, I can see it getting in. Okay, so the tragedy, the tra- tragedy of Macbeth. Of Macbeth. Manning. Mm-hmm. Do you read Macbeth? Macbeth. Macbeth on senior year of high school. The Scottish play, you mean? Yeah, no, I never read it. I never, I've never read, I've never read Macbeth. I, I can say that. Um, I have. You have. I have. Oh. Yeah, and I understand shit from it. <laughs> and you want to know something? So, I got what? student of the year for that class. But if you didn't understand anything, how'd you get student of the year? Said in my assignment. Oh, there you go. That'll do it, kids. Stay in school. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I mean, I did understand it. Like, I, I'm just kidding. Like, I did. Like, professor. That's why professor helped me. You know, you have teachers for that. This is true. They explain things you don't understand when you ask. That's their job. <laughs> no, but like, I, I, I was like, when I read it as a, as a senior, I always found it fascinating. I thought that the story was great. I mean, it's Shakespeare. You know, you probably don't understand many words from it as a senior. You no. probably need to read more before. Getting into that, yes. but it's one of the most basic. Then you show films and presents around media, but it's a really. I think it's just a story of getting the power and falling down. It's one of those classic archetypes of story we have, and when you have done some Washington and Francis McDormand, which are two powerhouses, yeah. and you call and directing, it's like it's hard to get back. And I think we mentioned in the first part of the show because I don't remember what we said on Monday. No. We record the first part. Uh, they they have. They're probably gonna get nominated. Both of them, yeah. All three of them. Well, well, Joe Cohen maybe. Joe Cohen, I think, is up for debate, but I think no. he might get in for because again, I've, as I mentioned, I know I mentioned this last time, and when we talked about it, but it's the fact that n- no one except Kenneth Branagh for I believe Hamlet um, has been nominated for screenplay for a Shakespeare adaptation. So Cohen, Joel Cohen would be the second. If that was the case, but if from what they're saying is that if he did a really good ad- adaptation in the sense that he really took it and kind of took out a lot of the as excess fat of Macbeth, then he might be able to make it in there. It just depends on what the rest of the season looks like. But no, I think tragedy Macbeth kind of came out of nowhere in the sense of I've kind of forgot it was, it was here and now really impressed the fact that it still has like a hundred percent by the time of recording on Rotten Tomatoes speaks volumes. I think too just the consensus that people like it. What, what has been doubt or no doubt just wondering it's how Apple is going to handle the the campaign yes because it's probably their first Correct. big campaign 
they campaigned for Wolfwalkers last year. I don't think there were there was any other movie released from there. No. And I, I'm wondering if they were gonna. I Cherry. Mean, it's a, a team up with Day Twenty Four, which I still contend that Day Twenty Four probably bought the Minari campaign because that was a film that had everything to win Best Picture, and it did not. It did. It had everything. It really did. Every single thing to win Best Picture, and they were not able to beat Nomadland, which I still do not understand. And I really like both films, and I really do. But you know, you sometimes <laughs> have these archetype. I'm using the word archetype a lot. This. Mm, Mode of best picture and minority habit. I'm still yeah. upset about that. So Manny, I'm gonna ask you for one. That's probably gonna be one that's. I think what this is one of those that can fail. House of Gucci. Um, <laughs> father, son, and House of Gucci. House I love that Gucci. line so much. This is interesting because there was a recent report that the first cut is nearly three hours. So, I'm curious as to... This is obviously going to be longer than No Time to Die, or close to it, I think. So, I'm curious to see how Ridley Scott manages to, to do this. this. This looks very akin to All the Money in the World, like in literal look and style. Personally, when I see that, I think of All the Money in the World, which, again, was a fine film. But I'm slowly losing, like, faith in it, mainly as time goes on. Because uh, I think Ridley Scott is a good and capable director, but he's also someone who also, I feel like, recently just kind of pushes stuff out. Because, uh, again, while The Last Duel was done for a while, he still has two movies that he was putting his time in between. And I'm not saying he's not a powerhouse and can do both, uh, but he's definitely a lot more... He's less of an auteur than some of the other filmmakers we've had in the past and more of a commercial um, creator. At least nowadays, I feel like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I feel like that's been the case mostly. And I'm kind of concerned with House of Gucci because it looks very over the top. And the camp could work, but I don't know. It looks... The acting could really sell it, and or it could be not great with those accents. You don't know. I have to ask you a question, which I don't remember. Your, uh, what do you think about all the money in the world? I like it. I think it's a really good film, especially considering they redid like a small chunk of it with, you know... And they put Plummer seamlessly into it, who is still phenomenal in that role, one of his last roles. But then what's your thought on How to Gucci? They haven't started the campaign because whatever you want to say, it's a commercial film. And they usually have a really, really different strategy for the independent ones because the independent ones are less, or less commercial, if you want to put it one way. Uh, you want to start rolling the bag into festivals. They want people to see it, even though they were going to get released by these big studios. You want to get a steam. And for House of Gucci, it's more like we want the opening weekend money and then let's see what happens. And I think that's when they had to put it back. Uh, they have a campaign. I think Lady Gaga is going to be a factor, whatever you want to say. It's, Maybe, she's yeah. going to attract people because she's pro, she, she, she makes money out of, the, out of her music. You know? She's in the Las Vegas right now playing jazz, and I really want to go. The tickets are not that... Really? Well, they're $250. But in comparison to some other concerts, they're not that ex- that expensive, you know? Depends on the concert, honestly, though. <laughs> I mean, Elton John is $800. I'm sorry. Like for the front seat. Well, okay, yeah. I will never go. But, okay, yeah, but, but is this a front seat we're talking about, $250 for her concert? Well, it's a small, it's a small venue. Oh, that's so not, bad, not that bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, I think House of Gucci so, is one so of those that could really fall flat. 
uh, if it's really... It, I can see it being bad. Um, but because Ridley Scott's a very hit or miss director. I much as I love Ridley Scott and look up to him as a director, especially with his versatility, it could really fall flat. Oh, no, I think the part where Ridley Scott comes in the script. If the script is good, he's going to make a great movie. If the script is lacking, you're into a problem. True. he rarely... I mean, I'm sorry, but he can rarely elevate this. He's really good. And when he hits, he hits like no other mother F. He knows how to hit a commercial. He does. Because I still love The Martian. I still thought he should have won director for The Martian. Oh, wow. I'm going to die on that one. Hashtag Iñárritu. You know, man. We're Mexicans, we know, but I still did. Well, that was your. Yeah, it was the year 2015. It was the Revenant year. You shouldn't have won for the Revenant because that movie was boring as F. It was really boring. It was incredibly but, boring. Uh, yeah, but Iñarritu. Iñarritu is what. Oh, Iñarritu. Scott, I'm sorry. Really, Scott is gonna. It's. I, I think. I th- you know, what if the last do is a hit? Like, maybe not critically, but we're talking about Jodie Corner right yes. now. Like, people are uh, positioning her for a nomination. Uh, we know Ridley Scott is really good with the visuals and everything. Custom probably going to hit. You know, we don't have a, uh, I mean, a period piece. Like, like a period piece. Yes. Like, you know, a custom drama. And that can fit on that category. And people start liking it. It has been Affleck. It has Matt Damon. They attract people. At least Matt Damon does individually sometimes. Like his his movies just show up. Maybe at the end it's gonna be the last two, and not House of Gucci. Father, son, House of Gucci. So uh, speaking of movies that could also flop. That's a blasphemy. No, I don't think so. Because I'm I'm a Christian. I don't think I'm gonna go to hell yeah. for that. <laughs> so <laughs> Father, son, House of Gucci. Now do it again. Father's House of Gucci. Strike me down. <laughs> I'm really tempted fate over here. Let's not do that again. Um, all right. So, speaking of movies that could be really bad, don't look up. I think this is the one that's going to fall off, personally, because I have not been impressed with almost anything that has been released from this movie. The first trailer was fine. Fine. But I'm really... But again... Don't Look Up also has been, is from Adam McKay, who has hit both with Vice and The Big Short. So do you have Don't Look Up on there? I do not, but I wanted to bring that up to you. I I have it outside, because I've been saying since the first trailer, since we reviewed it, I'm so scared of this movie. I'm so scared. And I, and I think I like every Adam McKay movie. But I'm scared of it. I do not know why, but when you have so much power and talent, as as much you can do a great movie, I think it, it's like, as they say in the NFL draft, boom or bust. You have all the talent in the world, but you may fail at it because you have it all, and you are too confident of yourself. And Netflix is not good. I still contend it's not really good for these new movies that are not made by actors. It's not good. They're still like a pen. They see like a, a producer, a shop producer that said, we probably should cut on that. We probably shouldn't make that. That's not going to work. We should probably cut these 10 minutes because that takes too long. And that's a problem I seen in many. I saw it in The Irishman as much as I saw that. I love The Irishman. I saw it in yeah. Story. I saw it in even, well, my Black Bottom was good. I like my remix Black Bottom. I, I, the film that was short, 
but still lacks something, you know, so it lacks a sharp. Yeah. Uh, but th- th- this is this. I'm so scared of this movie because I'm so afraid that it, they were gonna waste the cast they have. But if he, hits, oh, you know they are. I think it's gonna be incredible because if he if he hits what Adam McKay's can because he has the talent because he has done it many times in the past. Whatever you want to think about all those, you know, tagale tagale tagale. That's a mouthful. The night, the <laughs> racing movie. Talladega Nights. Uh, that Talladega one, Nights. That one's great. Yeah, Vice. I really <laughs> love Vice. Uh, the Big Short. Even the the Anchorman mm. sequel. I find it. I find it good. The first Anchorman. Like Adam McKay has a way to direct, but this movie oh, gets me the first Anchorman nightmares, and I haven't even watched it. I'm afraid of what can it be. That's no. I feel like yeah. No, this is something that I feel like could completely fall off. I've loved that it gives you nightmares. A movie has that you haven't even seen yet. The merely the possibility of the movie is giving you nightmares. I love that. Yes. <laughs> That's so interesting to me. Um, but let's move away from that one instead. Let's do. Let's talk about a movie that is a little more. That's an indie darling, and I'm kind of going out on a limb for this one. Um, and I know it. There's a possibility it may not hit because I know Jackie didn't hit when it came to this. But Spencer, I have Spencer currently in my ten. I think that's one that, especially with the weight of the performance and the clout, that also if King Richard can bring in Will Smith and he's now the front runner, or excuse me, Will Smith can bring in King Richard and he's now the front runner. Could the same not also be said for possibly Spencer, which also received high remarks? But at the same time, I have also seen people complain because th- when they see this movie, they're like, wait a minute, this isn't a historical, historically accurate feature. This is a, a course, as the poster says, a fable. So this could really divert expectations when they see it, but the quality is there. So I think that Spencer could make it into picture. Um, again, a possibility, but I'm guessing, do you not have it in picture? I do not money. Uh, and I think it comes down to... Uh, I just do not see it. Like it has the Jackie feel. That part of that performance is gonna get a nomination, but not more shells. Cause uh, not even costumes. Because of that only, because I haven't watched a film and I cannot really, really get a full opinion on it. From what I see in the trailer and the reactions, like I think it's 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 probably actress, costume design maybe, art direction depends. But I I don't I don't see a possibility for that. But really, yeah, you don't I, see that I, at I all. Mention, like, like this picture, no. Well, unless the many films fall flat, that's when definitely gonna get in. Uh, but yeah, do you that's have true. Else to say about Spencer because I want to mention another film. Yeah. Oh no! What I wanted to say also too was the fact that I think this could bring it in because though if you saw the initial reactions to Spencer, there were. Most people would say this is a great film, but they were all going to the fact that this is a gr- this is a transcendent performance, and I genuinely believe if this mo- performance is as great as people say it is, it's I don't think it's going to be winning picture. But if we're if we if we have to get to a ten, I could see this going that you know lower spot near like the nine or the ten range, um, because this could do really good in the tech. Because I think this has costumes, this has a lock on actress nomination on. Um, costume nomination uh there's other great like the score i also heard is incredibly great as well too um maybe production design as you were saying but there's a possibility i think that that could bring in on the performance of Kristen stewart alone but you're right it might be just a nice art house feature that gets in for indie spirits we don't know but neon's gonna push it you know 
Might be like Itania. Who knows? Which got three Oscars. But it could be just more like, you know, Pablo Lorraine's Jackie at the end of the day. But that's my two cents on that. I wanted to mention a movie that, that got released, limited release. Just, I think the last one, because I think we went way overboard that we thought we were going to do this episode. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Just two people, you, you, you just want to talk so much. You can talk, yeah, you can talk so much. Uh, no, go ahead. What were you going to mention? Mass. Oh. I want to where's the film. I love Mass. So good. You, you watch it? How? I saw it at Sundance. How? It was online. I bought the ticket. It's How virtual. Much? It was virtual back in Sundance when we, it was 15 bucks. You're supposed to tell me that kind of stuff. I told, I've been mentioning how much I love Mass for the past I, little while. I, I don't read I don't read, read the chat. I just click on the link and come in. <laughs> uh, I saw, I went to Sundance. I saw a whole bunch of films. That's where I saw Coda originally too, before everyone else. And I saw Mass before everyone else. And I love Mass. Mass is my favorite film of the year. It, I, it looks so good. However, Bleecker Street has done a poor job of marketing it, truly, by not taking it to almost any film festivals outside of Sundance this past year after they bought it. The movie is is just beautiful. It's visceral. It's emotionally draining. The four performances are just out of this world crazy good from all four of them. However, I don't see this getting in because just how Bleecker Street has just really done a poor job in trying to get this scene out to most people. I, people have been raving about the performances, especially the. So good. Who are the two actors? Let me try to just. The main actors are they're really Jason Isaacs and Ann Dowd. Those two, and that was has been treated. Yes. Because if you can get a nomination for two actors in leading and supporting actress, which is something we usually see, and the film is getting great reviews. And it has a topic, and it may be an indie darling, which we are not seeing a lot this year, or in Dakota, because most of them are back up by studio. Like, I'm excited about that one. I really want to watch it. I'm trying to figure out when it's going to come out near me, which is, does not seem it's going to be soon. But I just want to, I want to see, I'm intrigued by it, because of the reviews it's been getting. Also, how no. good is it? Yeah, go ahead. Like, like if you were to it's tell so me good. what nomination is gonna get, like if you were to guess right now. See if if I had to guess, I think. Okay, oh, what nomination would you give it to? Oh, I'd give I'd give it I'd give it I'd give an Oscar nomination to all four of the actors in each of the supporting. I'd give I'd give like two supporting actors, two supporting actresses, a screenplay, and a picture, because all three of those they managed to tell a complete story in, a, in almost a singular room it's a singular building they tell it in but mostly it the like over half the movie takes place in a room and it's in, it's incredibly engaging throughout all the the hour 45 minute the movie is because it's, it's around that time i believe and it's engaging the entire way through but, but i think bleaker street has just really dropped the ball when it turns to marketing as i was saying so like, they just have not put it in film festivals, and people kind of forgotten about it unless you're on film Twitter. And they just need to really push it hard when it gets to this this year because they know, they need to know what they have in their hands, and it's just pure gold when it comes to screenplay and acting specifically, in my opinion, anyway. I haven't watched it, but I'm excited. But I'm probably more ex- most excited about that movie than any other film coming out in the, couple, in the next couple months. Hey, 
it's look it's fantastic and i hope you love it i don't know when it's coming out toward me though either i want to see it again and i have no chance way to do to do that i've seen it once and it's just never left my brain all right so we'll have a couple more before we wrap up um one of them i want to talk about also is we mentioned this prior is the power of the dog we mentioned it briefly but i want to kind of talk about it just a bit more because you mentioned you have a fear of like, oh, is this the, the Netflix, you know, the possibility of, of it not coming through or whatnot because it has that logo on it. It has that, it has that embedded into it. Uh, I still think this is their best chance since Roma, um, which again, that was, that was, that was two years ago, but, but still this is their best chance to it because I think this movie has gotten the, like, it's gotten a lot of buzz, especially from critics groups specifically. I still look, you know, tell me, call me a traditionalist, whatever you want to call me. What I still find traditionalist, you. I find it incredibly hard for a Netflix film to win Best Picture. When this is uh, like unquestionable, the best film of the decade or the last five years or whatever you want to call it, I find it really hard because that, that just, and the closest they got to where it was Roma, and that helps because that, that's Alfonso Cuaron. Also, it didn't help that it was a foreign film, which we kind of broke them all next year with Parasite, which is really great. That foreign film's That's true. But it's that that Netflix thing. Like, I still cannot take it out. Until I see it, I'll believe it. But mm. you know, Jane, Jane, Jane Campion, Benny Cumberbatch, Kristen Dunst—they probably are gonna get nominated based on what. Yes. What based on the trailer, it looks really visually interesting cinematography uh, cinematography I've heard great things on the sound design and the set production or the editing. production design and you know the it could do really well best big pictures get nominated in uh, but that's that's one that I haven't I mean I haven't go deep into it but that I mean I want to repeat myself until I see it winning best picture that Netflix thing is still is gonna haunt me and it will until then, that night in March when they announce that the win or will be well we'll have to wait and see and then the other two I want to talk about um, West Side Story I don't have that on my tin right now because I'm very dubious about this making it in but Abe do you have faith in Steven Spielberg's West Side Story again I'm not counting out Steven Spielberg but I feel like there's going to be an even greater scrutinizing not only because of what's happened with Ansel Elgort but also kind of what's just it's West Side Story you're already going to have a critical lens on it because it's the remake of a Best Picture winner. Look, Manning Franks, want to tell you something? Yes, that's my name. Uh, I think Spielberg has enough uh, prestige that he was able to get the post nominated when the movie came out literally on December 25th and not a lot of people yeah. had watched it and he managed to get a nomination. No. Also... Bridge of Spies, which may not be the greatest movie, it's a really good movie, also got a nomination. The BFG and Ready Player One, they were different films. They were not like, that wasn't Not Oscar purpose. players, yeah. Uh, but Lincoln, what was it for before Lincoln? Teen Teen? Oh, so good. The layout, Teen Teen. Uh, War Horse, Munich. Uh, he War usually, Horse, yeah. when, he go, when he goes drama, he usually hits. And at the end, yes, it's a musical. But at the end, West Side Story is a drama, and it has Spielberg, and it's universal, and they have the money. The only bad thing it has, it has something called Ansel Elgort. 
which is really something people are gonna put an eye on it. And people saying, oh, Spielberg should reshoot of things. I think that, no, like, you're not gonna put, I'm sorry, but you're gonna put, not put the, the word from probably thousands of people that work in a film because of one person doing something bad. And it sucks that it's like that. And also, I'm not sure what was the conclusion of the Enzo Wilbur thing, if, if something was resolved or anything, but that what happens. Like, the first news Nothing's are the ones that... It. Yeah, the first news are the ones that hit, and the ones that left the impression. And that's it. Sometimes for the good, sometimes for the bad. But I think Spoover can... I mean, where's where Sansa Elgore in Hollywood, like Prestige, and where is Steven Spoover? Like, don't you think Spielberg has enough prestige and recognition to downgrade Ansel Edward? Yeah, no, I, I just think because it is West Side Story, the problem is, is that they're going to be like, well, we've already seen this, or I'm just curious what his take's going to be, and because he's never done a musical before, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe he ever has, so this could, this could be a new side for Spielberg that we're like, wow, do more musicals, sir, you should do this. But I don't know. I'm just not as excited as I want it as I want to be, because it's Spielberg and it's West Side Story. I should be very excited, but it's one of those where I just think we're going to be extra scrutinizing of it. But I could be wrong. I could absolutely love it because Rachel Ziegler looks fantastic. Uh, Ziegler, I'm not exactly sure. Um, she looks fantastic because she actually looks like she's giving Maria something to do. Because one of my biggest criticisms is like I think Tony and Maria are kind of very meh characters in the original West Side Story. Uh, with a better supporting cast and stuff going along around them. So that could be good. I'm looking forward to that, at least. And and it looks pretty. You know, Spielberg has done pretty much everything in his career when he wanted to do a musical. I still do not understand. <laughs> also, think about this. The people, the people that are voting for the Academy look pretty contemporary as Spielberg. And they're going to say, oh, good Steve, he's done it again. He did a good movie. I'm going to get it again. I remember watching. <laughs> he's at it again. Yeah, I remember watching West Side Story when it opened. Because probably most of them were alive at the time. And they were probably in the 2025th. Like most of the Oscar voters right now. Like a lot. Or a good amount. Yeah. So so probably they, they'll have to. I think it's. If the movie is good. To great. Some, you, you know. I, yeah. I'm sorry, but a typical Steven Spielberg movie is good enough to get on a Best Picture nomination. That's been the pattern in the last couple years. Right. That's been the pattern. And usually, whatever you want to say, our decisions are based on patterns for Oscar voting and nomination or whatever. We try to apply the roles for each film, and they usually perform as they are supposed to in, based on the predictions. Unless something comes out of the left. Or oh, the left field, probably, West field, I don't know how it but that's right left field uh, out of the left field so it's it's I, I think can get like it's all based on quality you know like in the heights was supposed to be the musical but it felt like it literally felt bad like terribly like it bombed there's no other way to put it like financially yeah when films were, were like when films were getting healthy back again in June July where uh, uh, fast Plus nine open with seventy five and then back with eighty in the high tally fell. I thought the film was fine and I think it's gonna end up in a lot of top tens by the end of the year, most of cinephiles because it was the people that watch it, but I think what's his story can be 
came with that. Also, musicals are classic. Like, musicals always get nominations if they're good. So with that, you make you convinced me to put West Side Story back on my list. Um, but before we end our list, why? Look at that. Uh, you've even though I know is it, it's on is it on your list? Okay, I wanted to make sure it was because I, I would love it if you convinced me and it's not even on your list. You're just like I just convinced man to do it. <laughs> um, but the other one I want to talk about before we wrap up is Licorice Pizza. So PTA's newest film that is like the antithesis. It looks like the antithesis of There Will Be Blood. That's what I'm going to say. Or the antithesis of Magnolia. Maybe. Not sure yet. It looks more akin to, to a Boogie Nights situation. Um, or Punch... Did he, did he do Punch Truck Love? Okay, I couldn't remember. because That's one of the few I have not seen him do. Um, but yes. So. Abe. Money. Do you have licorice pizza? I do not. Right now I have nine films, and I ha- and I'm debating about a lot. Uh, most like other films. Well, it's a straight ten, so you can add that. And, I know, but I'm 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 debating what's gonna be the tenth. What's gonna be the one that changes things? Uh, but I do not because, as you guys, you guys kind of convince me, convince me, that it does not look like Oscar. Story, an, an Oscar story that they usually reward or nominate. Yeah. Also, it has these. Uh, I tried. Well, coming of age stories usually not get nominated, and mostly it's about uh, teenagers because well, teenagers are really bad people because their brains their their brains are not developed, and they can be assholes, and they go through stuff that. You should you like, like you, you know, if you're telling a story of a teenager, usually they're going through something really not uh, to put it that way, politically correct. You know, teenage life is hard, emotionally, sexually, whatever way you want to put it. That's not presented in the in all ways, shape, and forms. Yeah, yeah, we all go to those years. Well, we all that are alive because if you die before you're teenagers, you don't. So that's getting really dark. <laughs> Where did that come from? Well, what Where are we, we going we, with this, Abe? You know, teenage... And they usually do not connect with a larger audience. Like, they get the classic... Like, you know how happy would I have been if Booksmart got a nomination for Best Picture? Because that was a hell of a movie. Oh, that would been so great. That movie's so great. And you cannot... That was my favorite movie that Well, year. I will say, coming-of-age movies have done relatively still well recently. Look at, like, Boyhood. That was a big coming-of-age film. And also Lady Bird other big coming of age films so it's possible it just depends on the, just I guess me, how show, quality shut out my theory because I totally forget those two films <laughs> also Little Women is a coming of age movie that's true it's also a period piece though so it also has that going for it yeah but you're right um yeah so before we wrap up uh, oh and Coda I almost forgot about Coda do we have Coda on, on our list you do Okay, good. I'm glad we mentioned that. Now, this is going to be interesting because Apple has both the tragedy of Macbeth and it has Coda. I'm curious to see how that's going to shape up, honestly. Because are they going to be able to do both at the same time? Are they going to try to make sure one gets in some categories, one gets in the other? What are they going to do to push each of their... Because they have both of them to choose from. And Coda was... They, they Again, they spent $25 million to buy at, in, at Sundance this past year. So they they want to be able to use their $25, $25 million well. Yeah. Uh, 
you I'd know, like to think anyway. We mentioned I mentioned Indie Darling as mass, but Coda is probably that one that can be it because uh, it's a real well. I think it's gonna be. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I, I'm not. It's a really different film than the tragedy of Macbeth. It definitely is. Definitely looks like it. Uh, and it, and it, you know, whatever you want to say, the the Academy and the United States as whole is going to be more inclusive roles, and the Encoder really presented really well. I really enjoyed the film. I still don't get uh, a lot of the hype, but I enjoyed it pretty much. Uh, but I do see it if they want to campaign it more. You know, if uh, I don't remember the name of the actress, I'm sorry, I'm terrible. It's okay. If she gets, if if she gets the nomination, I do think Cora gets in. If she gets a nomination. If Marley, yeah, Marley Matlin has to get in, um, and if she doesn't get in, I have a hard time seeing Coda getting that top ten. But I, I think, I think it being ten helps Coda. Like a straight ten helps Coda's chances. If it was not a straight ten, I don't think it'd make it in personally. If that makes sense. I think if it was not a straight 10, we probably would only be getting 7 to 8, which is usually what we get. We'd like to be getting what? Because not a lot of things. Yeah. Nominations, like, which, we usually get 8, right? 8, maybe? Usually get 8 or 9, yeah. It's really weird. But not this year. Go back to 10. Um, again, but something else could fall off his face. Liquor's Pizza could not be good. Nightmare Alley may not be good. Don't Look Up may not be good. And something like that could fall and Coda could rise up from the ashes. Like the indie darling that it is. Ghostbusters Afterlife is about to get nominated. If that happens, uh, well, it's not going to happen. But if that did happen, I would be like, here, Abe, uh, here's the hosting duties. It's all yours. You're in charge now. I don't want your podcast at all. <laughs> well, thanks for being on it anyway. If you don't want it. Um, we're going to wrap up. So... What are your top 10 right now? It doesn't have to be in order because I know you don't have it numbered, but what, if you had 10 right now, what would the 10 be? Or if you don't have your list open right now, you need to get it open. I can do mine first. Belfast. The Power of the Dog. Dune. King Richard. The Tragedy of Macbeth. Coda. Nightmare Ali. West Side Story. House of Gucci and Licorice Pizza. I want some pizza. I'm gonna order pizza. That they sounds really me. good right now. Wait, and for you do now. You're having a. You're getting a job soon. Congratulations. Um, so for me, I have. I'm gonna do from lowest ten to one. So at ten, you made you convinced me. I took out House of Gucci and said I put West Side Story. So at ten, I have West Side Story. Nines. No, I decided to go with out of House of Gucci because I didn't think it might fall out. Uh, 10, West Side Story. 9, Spencer. I still have faith in Spencer. 8, Coda. 7, Licorice Pizza. 6, King Richard. 5, Dune. 4, The Tragedy of Macbeth. 3, The Power of the Dog. 2, Nightmare Alley. Yes, I'm very high on Nightmare Alley. And 1, Belfast. So, those are what we have. Those are our current predictions here on October 3rd. This is probably going to change by next month. Same time next month. It's probably not going to, it's probably going to change. I can almost guarantee you. Oh, I don't think so. It's really going to take until December. Because nothing is, because that one we have that on, like House of Gucci, that doesn't happen. King, the part of that. I mean, it's just speculation. Well, it depends on when people watch this stuff. But 
I don't I don't think it's gonna be a dramatic change. I'm saying it shouldn't be too dramatic. Commercial comes out of nowhere. Yes. Sorry. Sorry for True. sorry for breaking your heart. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that's gonna break my heart, Abe. I think you're good. Um, but with that, Abe, where can they find you, sir? You can follow me on Twitter at AbrahamF25, which is open at Take 3 Productions letterbox, which is Take 3 Production, where you can uh, see the list of films we mentioned in some of the of the shows we do, Rankin. Yes. Uh, Rankin, Second Look. Simple trick is nonsense, and that—that that, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. I know the shows. Let's say you know we have other uh, shows, right? We, You're on another show. <laughs> yes, uh, and that stuff—it's uh, a take three production, production without an S, not production, because we we couldn't we didn't pay for another S. We we didn't have the budget for it. So it's take three production. Man, we really exhausted that budget, didn't we, for the naming purposes? Yes. Well, I'm going to go follow that right now because I found out literally today about that letterbox. Um, so I'm going to do that right afterwards now. Um, but you can follow me on Twitter at Cine underscore man. That's C-I-N-E underscore M-A-N-N. And yes, we went longer than I anticipated, but I guess we just had a lot of good stuff to talk about when it's usually just two people because, you know, usually don't have two people. Well, actually, Dan and I had two people two weeks prior, but that's beside the point. Uh, we got a good discussion. And next week, look forward to... A review, an in-depth review of Bond, James Bond, Daniel Craig's final outing in No Time to Die, with a special guest that we are going to have to confirm at a later date. But you'll find out next week. And we look forward to seeing you guys next time. Again, follow us here on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Anchor, wherever you follow your and get your podcast, or right here on YouTube at Take Three Productions. Um, so that's it. Thank you guys for listening. And we will see you all at the movies. Bye-bye.